Well, good morning. I just want to take a quick moment out of the service to greet those who may be guests in this place. If you're a guest with us, uh, we're so excited that you decided to join us this morning. You could have gone anywhere this Sunday morning, but you chose to join us here, and we're so grateful for that. And we would love to be able to just take a moment to get to know you better. If you could just fill out a Connect card, it's on the seat back in front of you. Um, you can fill that out, put it in the offering bucket. Uh, it'll give us the opportunity to reach out to you to be able to connect better with you. But also, we want to invite you to something special that we have coming up. Next Sunday, following service, back in our youth room, we have a lunch called Say Hello. We have the opportunity where we want to be able to just give you a free lunch. And we, as a church team, want to be able to get to know you because you're important to us. So if you would join us for that, we would love to have you. Fill out a Connect card. We'll follow up with you, send you the invite to that. And we would love to be able to take some time to get to know you just a little bit better. So you can fill that Connect card out. You can put it in our offering buckets, which are at our giving stations on the way out the door. You'll see those at each and every one of our doors on the way out. Um, for those of you that have continued to give each and every week, we just want to show our appreciation and thanks. Uh, this church continues to be a light in this community because of the faithful people of this church that uh, week in and week out invest in the ministry of this church. So thank you, each and every one of you, for just continuing to be faithful in giving. And we ask that you would just um, consider partnering with us if you haven't been, because uh, this church, the church of Jesus Christ, uh, was what Jesus left us, Holy Spirit empowered, to reach the world. And our church is doing everything we can to continue to reach the world around us. So continue giving to God's kingdom. And also, uh, you cannot sow a seed into God's kingdom and not have it come back and bear fruit in your own lives. Um, we just know that um, God has been continuing to bless this church, and he's continuing to be a blessing through this church. So thank you to those that are partnering with us to reach our community in that way. I wanted to go ahead and just give you a few announcements. We have a really busy few weeks coming up here at Central Assembly. So I wanted to make sure that everybody was aware of what is happening here before we get into the rest of the service today. First of all, just want to say thank you to John and Stephanie that kicked off Celebrate Recovery this last Friday night. want to say thank you to the two of you for stepping up and serving in that way. They had a great turnout on Friday night, and I'm looking forward to the opportunities that God gives us to continue to reach our community through that group um, and, and their faithful leadership uh, each and every Friday night here at the church. Uh, second of all, um, we are continuing to try to develop leadership at the church. You're going to see a series of team nights coming up over the course of the fall. The first one that we're doing is our hospitality team night. It is this Tuesday night. You should have gotten an invite if you're a part of one of those teams. If you're not a part of that hospitality team and you want to be a part of it, you're welcome to join us this Tuesday night at 630. Um, those teams are our parking lot team. Our greeters, our ushers, our Connect Center, as well as our coffee team and our kids check-in station team. One of the things that we want to do here is we want to create an atmosphere, right, that people just 
feel the difference when they come here. If a guest comes here that they cannot walk away feeling like nobody loved them and nobody cared about them because good hospitality is a feeling. It's not just checking some boxes and doing some tasks. We want to create an atmosphere here where people feel welcome. So we're going to do our hospitality team night here this Tuesday night at 6.30 p.m. If you want to join us or if you're a part of one of those teams, we would love to have you come and join us Tuesday night. Wednesday night, we have our youth back-to-school kickoff. Uh, our youth, our teenagers, our, our, our youth team, uh, we have an incredible youth volunteer team. Can we give them a hand? They have stepped up and, and filled in an incredible, uh, filled in in incredible ways and making sure that the youth of this church have a thriving youth ministry. Wednesday nights, they have a blast. They come in here, um, they're having a good time in the gym. This last week, I got to play dodgeball with them. Didn't fare so well for me, but we had a good time doing it. Um, and, and they're doing small groups Wednesday nights, they're, uh, they're getting into the Word Wednesday nights, and they're building fellowship. And we wanted to create an opportunity for them to be able to invite their friends to come in and join the, friend, to join the fun, as well as have the opportunity uh, to be able to have a gospel message. And so we're continuing to try to give them those opportunities. So with them going back to school, we wanted to invest in the youth ministry and give each and every one of our students the opportunity to invite a friend to come to church uh, in a way where they're giving out a bunch of stuff. So if you have a teenager, get them out here, um, because if you don't want to buy them some of this stuff, maybe they'll win it on Wednesday night, right? Come on, any parents want to save some money, send your teens Wednesday night. <laughs> And then finally, we have uh, some ladies things going on coming up here. Mops was kicked off uh, a couple weeks ago. They have their next session this Thursday night. And that's been an awesome ministry for the moms of our community, as well as they're doing a ladies' night the first Friday in October. So ladies, mark your calendar. My wife is putting on an event the first Friday in October. It's called Arise. So for all the ladies in the church, that's going to be a night dedicated just for the ladies of the church to come to receive ministry. I believe they're going to have a time of worship and, and, and fellowship and encouragement. So come out, ladies. Mark your calendars for that night. For the dads in the room, volunteer to be dads. Not babysit, but be dads that night and take the kids so your wife can come and receive, all right? Cool. Well, I have talked too much this morning, so it is my privilege and honor this morning to welcome uh, our district superintendent, Pastor John Davis, to the platform. Okay, everybody give it up for Pastor John. Pastor, Pastor John has been such a blessing uh, to my wife and I over the course of the years, um, and it has been such an encouragement as well as has been instrumental in what God has done in our lives and, and who God has called us to be, but also in this season of life. And so I just want to show some appreciation for Pastor John. Uh, he's meant a lot to my wife and I, and we're so grateful you're here with us this morning. Thank you, Pastor. Heidi, if you'll come as well. Diane, if you'll get a picture of us uh -oh. and then come. And then you can stand on. All right. We're not having the table separate you two. Well, this is very good. Yes. You look so She's good out there selfie. today. Yes. Okay. Yes. So please stay. Please, please stay. stay. Diane, would you come and stand with Heidi? And uh, it's so good to be in Superior, Wisconsin this morning. 
I was going to say, I was going to say, as of yesterday, it was cooler here than in Wapaka, but today it might be warmer than in Wapaka, and so that's a, a good thing. But we love you folks. You have long history. God has done some awesome things in this community through this church, for which we give thanks and praise. So Diane and I serve you as a network. We've been here before. Some of you may remember us, and the rest of you just act like you do, and then it will be good. But we are back to honor your pastors, and thank God for sending them here. And I just want you to know, it's, it's one of those things at this point in the journey that I can tell you, I can tell you. In my heart, I was praying for a long time before the selection process ever took place that Scott and Heidi would be your pastors. I was praying that long before they knew they were going to be your pastors. I was praying that. <laughs> and probably your parents were praying that too, Heidi. Is your mother here? Is your mother here? Mom, would you come join us, please? Yes. Yes. Thank you very much. I heard you were here. Yes, we have been praying. We have been praying for this a long yes, time. Yes. yes, so God is good because he cares about homes and families as well. So, Dan and I have known your friends, your friends. Mm -hmm. We have known your co-workers, your co-workers. Mm -hmm. And we've known part of your family, close family, and we've been able to know you. And these folks love Jesus. They truly do. They do. And serve him wholeheartedly and walk with God and in his purpose and plan for them. And in the providence of the Lord, God has led them to you in Superior, Wisconsin, to serve as your pastors. And so we honor you. I have a shepherd's hook for you today, and uh, in as much as the sheep are before you, uh, you all could be wondering, how will he use this? <laughs> Which is yet to be seen, but it is a reminder that you are an under-shepherd, both of you, under-shepherds, plural, you are under-shepherds under the chief shepherd who is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the one who died for us, gave his life so that we can be forgiven, has given to us eternal life and lives in our hearts and souls. He is the founder of the church and he has founded the church family of which you are a part locally here in Superior and then around the world. So I'm going to give this to both of you. I could probably in the future bring two of them, but can you share that? Is that okay? Will you share that? We can share that. You can, all right. You share other things with, anyway. And so that's good. And thankful for the faithfulness of the Lord. So as much as is in you, will you faithfully serve the Lord Jesus Christ and follow him in all your ways? If you will say, I will. And uh, recognizing the call of God on your lives to bring you here as the pastors of this church, 
Will you fulfill the responsibility given to you by our Savior? If so, would you say, I will? And I have a very imposing question for you. Very, very imposing question. Ready? Yep. Will you love these people? Yes, we Absolutely. will, of course. <laughs> and you already do. And will you love them back? Yeah, all right. Yeah, yes, yes, this is good. Uh-huh. So the responsibility is, first of all, God to us, and then we love the Lord back. Amen. Love him. Love him. Amen. And then we love each other. And God has placed you here as a witness to Superior and the surrounding community to share the message of our Savior and bring salvation to people that are yet to know him. And there is a harvest coming. There is. And it is true within this community. That's why he brought you here and was kind enough to give you family close by. And that too is the blessing of the Lord. And together, we will fulfill the purpose that God has for us. So would you stand, deacons who are here, would you come and join us on the platform as well? So asking our deacons to come. Do we have any deacons here? All right. And um, chairman in our, of our search committee, would you come as well? Where's Dennis? La Rochelle. Yeah. Dennis and I have talked a lot. <laughs> Just so that you know. <laughs> okay. All right. Hey, guys, gals. Good to see you. What a gift. Hey. Thank you. All right. We're family. Would you lift your hand in their direction, please? Lord, we love you. We just do. Thank you for the faithfulness of God. Oh. So good. So good. You're God on your throne and you're head of your church and we together are a part and that's why we're here to acknowledge the goodness of the Lord in the, in the land of Superior and to declare the message of our Savior to people who are near and far, that many who are yet to come will be prepared by the Spirit and drawn your way, and that you will increase the witness of this church family to the surrounding area, bringing influence into Wisconsin, Minnesota, Let's go into Canada as well and bring your glory, Lord, to this part of the nation. And Lord, may we be visionary today and see into the spirit realm of your purpose and plan 
that you have orchestrated uh, people and events and times and places and have done a divine work and prepared us for this day and this hour and the church has emerged stronger than ever and ready to fulfill the, the purpose of the gospel message and bringing many to salvation. Lord, uh, make this church Bible-based, Holy Spirit attached, glorifying God, uh, doing your work, your will, and uh, fu fulfilling every purpose in this community we ask today in Jesus' name. Now, Lord, a divine health to Scott Heidi, that together with their children, that they are kept strong, that they're encouraged in your care, that your anointing be upon them, that their joy is fulfilled, and that they know that they're where they belong today. And we thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Love you. Thank you all. Okay. Wow, we could all go home. <laughs> Did what we should. We could go home. But you, do you love the Word of God? I think you do, and I do too. And so today I want to talk to you about the church. The church. Let's consider a man who's sitting at home. He turns on his television and comes across a church service. The message of Christ is being declared, and after the declaration, he decides to respond to a prayer and ask Jesus to forgive his sin, come into his heart, and give eternal life. This same man never goes to a church service afterwards, ever, and soon dies the following week, soon dies, will he go to heaven? Yes, amen, 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 thief on the cross, right, thief on the cross. Can I add another piece to the story? As much as he would go to heaven, there is something that he missed in being joined together with the church, the people of God. And the Lord in, in mercy and graciousness definitely would make sure he would go to heaven. But there is the possibility of rewards in relationship, in being joined together, in doing God's purpose and plan on earth. And there is more than just a sinner's prayer that gets us in by the skin of our teeth. That was appropriate time for amen. Okay. <laughs> we need cue cards. Cue cards. All right. Okay. Salvation is not just about you and me. 
Salvation is also about the people of God. Salvation is a participation in God's family. And we are that family. Who bear his name, the Lord Jesus, and we live corporately for divine purpose. We are called to live the life of heaven in this present age. In the future, we will become the bride of Christ and forever live with God in eternity. So what does the Bible say about the church? We're members of each other, and there are scriptures that go with all of these, and I'm not going to read to you all the scriptures because you would probably like to go home before 1 o'clock. All right? We are members of each other. We are here to build each other up. We care for each other. You can say amen whenever you want. We love each other. We pursue each other's good. We bear with one another in love. And sometimes the bearing is more bear bearable than not. Uh, you know what I mean. All right. We are kind and compassionate to each other. We submit to one another. We consider each other to be better than ourselves. We are devoted to each other in love. We live in harmony with each other, and all of that is God's word, okay? So that's just describing what we do. God isn't just about us as an individual. As much as you as an individual are very important, he is making us into a people that live life together through whom he may display himself in glory and power in a fallen world that is struggling with its own identity and more confused than it was two and a half years ago. Have you noticed? <laughs> yeah. I'm getting some amens now. All right. Okay. Are you a part of the church? Are you willing to be a full participant in the church? Are you willing for this church to be a dwelling place for God to reveal himself in character to your community around you? Yes, yes. So first point, the church is the household of God. Reading from Ephesians 2.19, Consequently, you're no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household. Paul, the apostle, wrote this letter to the people who were a part of the church in Ephesus, where the politics of the day gave privilege to some and excluded to others from those same privileges. For instance, a stranger in the city of Ephesus would not have the same rights as somebody who was a citizen. Aliens were considered non-citizens and looked down upon by citizens. But citizens had full privilege of government and legal rights that no one else did. 
Consequently, you're no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household. As Christians, we are members of uh, the body of Christ. We're a part of uh, the family of God. We are blood relatives with Jesus Christ. The life of the Holy Spirit is inside of us, giving us proof that we are a family member. There is something in our heart and soul that is crying out, Abba, Father, and bearing witness that God is in us and we are in Him. The Holy Spirit is testifying for us today that we are God's child and we're a part of a household that is not only superior but around the world on this beautiful morning in which we have gathered for the purpose of worship unto his name. So my first point is you are members of God's family. You are his church. Amen. Okay, we'll get excited later. You're doing good. Second point, the church is a dwelling place. Built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. In him the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. The church is being raised up as a holy temple. The church is the dwelling place for God's spirit. I'm going to pause on that thought. There's a presence of the Holy Spirit for me alone when I'm alone with God, and it's God alone with me. There's a presence of the Holy Spirit. But, but, when I am with someone else who knows Jesus, and we are in unity of faith, there is a multiplication of the Holy Spirit taking place. The Spirit in you, the Spirit in me, and there is something more than when I'm alone. Still with me? Think what happens when the church assembles like we are today in one accord, believing in God and knowing the power of His presence within us. We are the gathered community who display the presence of the Lord to the superior area and the people around us. We are together to be a dwelling place for God. We are together a temple of His presence. Now I have a very astounding declaration to share with you. You are the temple of God, His church. You are the temple of God. And here's the astounding declaration. God is in his temple. You have to digest that. God is in his temple. God is here. He, he is visiting superior in a distinct way. This morning, as the people of God have gathered together in His name, there is a witness of the glory of the divine occurring in this very moment, 11.20 a.m., as we have come together. God is in His church. Amen. Amen. 
third point, the church is under construction. Ephesians 2.22, and in him you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. God is building the church. We are the dwelling place of the spirit of the Lord. Now, put on your seatbelts. Do you have seatbelts on your chairs? <laughs> uh, ready? I think I am too. All right, here we go. The church is made up of people of all different races. Amen? All different religious backgrounds. How many of you were raised assemblies of God? Would you raise your hand? How many of you were raised Presbyterian? That's my hand. Hey, I got some more Presbyterian. Yes. Methodist. Methodist. Lutheran. <laughs> yes. Catholic. <laughs> oh, wow. All right. And uh, every other thing that I'm missing and should be saying, and I'm not, will you forgive me for not sharing your background? This morning, Wait, bap, Baptist, Baptist. All right, the Baptists are in the house as, as well. Is it possible for Baptists to be saved? <laughs> I'm going to hide behind the table. <laughs> Amen. We're the family of God. And we've come together from whatever background. We have unity through the blood of Jesus Christ. Washes us clean. Makes us whole. Righteous in God's sight. Accepted in the beloved. Called by his name, dressed in his grace, filled with his spirit, anointed for his purpose, set aside for his glory, and someday he's coming back and he's taking us out of here. Yeah, amen. Amen. Yes. But until he does, we've got a job to do. And he's raising the church up through COVID, racial division, through hatreds, through economic struggles. Put your seatbelt on tight right now through political division. <laughs> yeah. Is the church big enough for libertarians to come in? <laughs> yeah. 
is the church big enough for Republicans to come in? Is the church big enough for Democrats to come in? And anything in between? Yeah. Okay. We're a habitation for God. And he has chosen to reveal himself to us and through us to our community around us. Okay, very important point. Ready? The church is not a building. All right? It's not a building, even, even though we're thankful for the, our building. Amen? We're very thankful, but it's the church in the building. The church is the gathering place of believers where we assemble together. We have differences of ideas. Have you found that out, that there are differences of ideas among Scots people? <laughs> Just go to one family. Anyway, we are a habitation for God to reveal himself to superior. Our unity is made possible by our walking in the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is here. You ever take communion here? I figured you did. All right. It's a time for us to remember our Savior and to honor our unity as the body of Christ. The Holy Spirit is here to mark our gathering by, ready, ready, miracles. Yeah, miracles, prophecies. The full charismata of the Holy Spirit in demonstration among the people of God, the people of faith. Our responsibility is to be filled with the Spirit and maintain loving relationships. Can I meddle? Pastor, just tell me I can. All right, ready? I think the better we love each other, the more gifts there will be in display in the body of Christ. I say it again. I think the better we love each other, there'll be a greater display of the gifts of the Holy Spirit among us. So welcome to the church. Glad you're here. So am I. Jesus is building his church. This church is a part. In salvation, we became a part of the people of God. In coming together, we are dwelling place not only for the spirit within us, but for the spirit among us. And we form God's temple. By the way, you are friendly people. Diane and I are in a different church every Sunday, and quite honestly, many others during the week. You are a friendly people. Yeah, 
Well done. I love it. Thank you. We could stay. Anyway. Oh, you love him, don't you? So do I. He wants to reveal his presence to superior through you. So may we be eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. According to Ephesians 4, verse 3. So I'm giving Diane my iPad. We have no idea why I did that. We pastored the same church 31 years. Quite honestly, one to die there. We love that church. Love those people. Still love those people. But God had something else in mind. The prayer I prayed more than any other prayer in 31 years is that we would know the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. Because if we knew the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace, there was no limit to what God could do. Amen? Look out world when the church is as one with God and each other. Look out world. Look out world. And that's based on the love of God shed abroad in our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has given. Amen. So, back to this issue. When do you normally close? Will you give me a few more minutes? Thank you, you're very nice. Okay. Across America. <laughs> I have lots of time. Hallelujah. <laughs> Across America. The last two and a half years, 20% of all churches have closed their doors forever. You haven't. Thank you. Why have 20% of all churches closed their doors forever in the last two and a half years? Quite honestly, some of them were dead before. Okay? They just <laughs> recognized Ichabod was over the door. But part of it, part of it, was because the people of God were fighting. Over politics. Over race. Over haircuts. I'm being stupid now. But the other stuff's just as stupid. You can have your political beliefs. You can. That's fine. But 
politics are not more important than Jesus Christ and his church. You still with me? I'm meddling right now. I'm meddling. <laughs> we had one pastor who took in uh, Wisconsin, Northern Michigan, who took a political stand from the pulpit early on in COVID. And uh, I was called to come not too long after that. And preside over his resignation. The church is about the gospel. Not libertarian, Republican, Democrat, and anything in between. But you're entitled to your political view. I want you to have your political view. Amen. All right? You, are you surviving me today? Okay. Still paying attention. No. All right. We need to unify around the gospel. Only one church that did that. 200 churches remain strong. 34,000 people. Are, we have more churches today than we did two and a half years ago. Thanks be to God. And we have a long list ready to begin this year. Oh, help us, Jesus. Help us, Jesus. Help us, Jesus. Help us, Jesus. To be the people of God moving forward, recognizing what is most important to planet Earth and the message of Jesus in salvation through faith is the most important declaration the world can ever know. And we are the people who know that message. And if we can remain together, unity of the Spirit, the bond of peace, if we can remain together, look out superior because the people of God will begin to shake the earth and the power of the Holy Spirit will be in demonstration and the giftings of the Holy Spirit will testify with signs and wonders that follow them that believe. And that's exciting. And that's worth getting up on Sunday morning and coming to worship the Lord, maker of heaven and earth, and glorify his name and be the people that he wants us to be moving forward. Are you surviving me? Oh, God bless you. Hmm. I'm excited for the church. I'm more excited to be a Christian today than I have ever been. August 23rd, 1970, I was in a car coming out of Chicago, downtown, having dropped off a speaker at the Pacific Garden, Michigan, who gave a witness of Jesus Christ to me, of personal faith in God. The first time in my life I had ever heard a testimony of what it is to be transformed. And I was angry, and I was mad, and he pointed his finger at me and said, John, you're going to hell unless you get saved. And we dropped him off, and I thought, how dare he tell me I'm going to hell? I was a good Presbyterian. I went to church every week, almost. <laughs> and he had insulted me. And by the time the car, this was a 1969 Ford Country Square station wagon, white with green interior, had classy, right? <laughs> Only the best. Only the best. 
had arrived at I-55, which is a, the Stevenson Expressway coming out of Chicago at Kedzie, Kedzie Avenue exit. Said, God, are you real? And he said, yes. And I said, but what about Jesus? Is he your son? And he said, yeah. And I believed and my sins were forgiven and Christ came into my heart and I was changed and transformed. And I was so different than I was before I rolled down the window of the 1969 Ford Country Square station wagon and started yelling at all the cars that were going by that Jesus is the Christ and they too needed to be saved. <laughs> I was different. They needed to know it. They probably thought I was nuts. Oh well. And now it's all these years later. Love Jesus more now than ever before. We are closer to his soon return than ever before. And the church is better off two and a half years after COVID began than before. And there are probably some people who were here two and a half years ago that aren't here now. And that is true in most of our churches. There are some people. Because they have splintered over issues, issues. God loves them, amen, and we do too. We pray for them to come home and not put issues over the gospel. There is nothing more important on planet Earth than the message of Jesus Christ. That he is our Savior and the church is the habitation of divine glory. And he is raising up the church with pastors who are gifts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Diane says, keep going. All right. <laughs> I'm excited for the church. Let's be who God wants us to be till he comes again. Okay. Time for me to be almost finished. Almost. Almost. <laughs> How many of us have a family member that is away from Jesus today? Would you raise your hand? My hand is up. I have a family member. I have three. Let's pray for God to draw him home to Jesus right now. All right, and I'm going to just pause to give you time to say their names out loud. Okay? Lord, we're asking for our family members to know Jesus as personal Lord and Savior.
And now we're naming them to you right, right this moment. naming them before you, Lord, and asking the Holy Spirit to draw them to Jesus and bring their hearts to be at peace with God through faith in him who died for them in Jesus' name. Yeah. Yeah. Another invitation. If you're here today and your heart isn't where it should be with God, not where it should be, and you want your heart to be in right relationship with God, and that your faith in Jesus connects you with your Maker, and your sins are forgiven and your life is changed. If that's your need, would you raise your hand, please? Thank you. And there are numbers of you. Yeah. Thank you. Let's all pray. God, I need you. I open my heart to you and ask that you live inside me giving me eternal life, taking away my sin. I want to live for you as you've died for me. In Jesus' name, amen.